Welcome to the Think Like a CFO podcast, where we dig into not only what it takes to start a business, but to keep your business thriving for years to come using my signature CFO money method framework. I'm your host, Melissa Houston, and I am a CPA and business financial coach. I have over 20 years of experience in business, and it is my passion to share my knowledge of business finance and personal finance with other women. You can also follow me with my column at Forbes.com or my column with Entrepreneur.com. Jenna Kalinske is a writer, editor, and the founder and principal of One Lit Place, a full-service writer center that provides support to creative, academic, and business writers. Her fiction, nonfiction, and poetry have appeared in mainstream and literary magazines, including a personal essay in the LA Times best-selling The Modern Jewish Girl's Guide to Guilt, published by Penguin and winner of the National Jewish Book Award. Originally from Los Angeles, where she worked in television production, she earned her MFA in New York at Columbia University, then later moved to Germany, where she taught business English and conducted research on a book. Jenna has lived in Canada for the last 18 years and has taught writing at University of Toronto, Humber College, and Western University, where she redesigned the Continuing Studies Creative Writing Program. In 2015, Jenna founded One Lit Place in order to be able to help writers from emerging to professional continue to learn and grow and get the intrinsic support they need to achieve publication and feel confident and motivated as writers. Hey, Jenna Kalinsky, welcome to the Think Like a CFO podcast. I am so happy to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. This is going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. I am so glad to have you here today because I know that you are a book of knowledge, no pun intended. Oh, my word. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I will quit with the cheesiness and I am going to get right to it because I know that you've got a lot of valuable information for my listeners out there. First of all, I would just just like for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do. Oh, well, my name is Jenna Kalinsky. I am the founder and principal of a full service writers center called One Lit Place. Contrary to what my mother asked me when I first opened it, is it a lighting store? No, it's a... <laughs> It is the Center for Literary Endeavors. So what we do is support creative, academic, and business writers, whether they are on their first day and eager to get moving, or they are professional authors. We provide personalized support in basically whatever way they need, education, any kind of guidance, dropping and doing some lessons in craft and writing practice, and obviously also offering the editorial support, proofreading, and then some of the other ancillary issues that people need help with, websites, PR, name it. Yes. And it's awesome. One lit place. I love that. That's right. Not a lighting store. It is awesome. And actually, a little bit of background for the listeners. Jenna is my book editor. So I met Jenna over a year ago now, I think. And I came to her with the idea of starting a book. And little did I know what I was getting into, but I knew I was going to need help. I searched for her on the World Wide Web, and I found her because of her excellent SEO skills. I interviewed a few people, but Jenna was the one I went with because clearly we connect. And she's been a godsend to me for helping me through this process, which we're going to talk about today too with you because 
it's really important for entrepreneurs to know the resources that they have out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs are here, you know, oh, write a book and that'll help your business. But I really want you to talk to us about the actual truth behind the book writing process and why any entrepreneur would even want to write a book. So I know that's a loaded question. So maybe we could start off with just the basic why would anybody want to write a book for their business? I would turn that back around to you, Melissa, and ask why you wanted to write a book. To be honest with you, if I knew what was involved, I may have not started this process. <laughs> but I came to you because I wanted to write a book. I wanted to write a good book. And I knew that if I wrote a book, it would really help boost my credibility with my audience and my listeners. And I needed a book in hopes of getting like speaking gigs as keynote presenter or what have you. But I wanted to put myself on a level where I would be taken more seriously as an expert with money and accounting. And I also wanted to help people. Like it's that first step of what is she trying to tell me? What's that message? And I really wanted to to get my message out there that as a business owner, you have a responsibility to know your numbers. And that is by far one of the best ways to do it is write a book because it's accessible for everybody. Absolutely. Any entrepreneur who toils away day by day knows that growth and respect from peers and clients and customers and these other money earning avenues, they are hard to come by if you're so mired in the day to day. One particular effort that conquers all of that in one blow is writing a book. Because as you said, the minute you tell people you've written a book, you're a published author, they look at you differently. It's not easy to write a book, but when you make the time and take the effort in order to do it and do a good job of it, it's the kind of thing that outlasts your daily work. It's like concentric circles in a pond. You throw the stone into the center and you can watch the rings affect the rings as they move outward. And having a book 100% enhances everything you do. So for example, if someone wanted to work with you, read my book. Once they've worked with you, read my book. If you want to open a door with regard to, like you said, speaking engagements or additional guest opportunities, or even a university lecture position or panel conversations, or the list goes on and on for outreach, the book. If you wanted to publish other articles or additional books, the book again. So this is the kind of thing that anchors a business and anchors a level of seriousness for you and shows the world that you are indeed a specialist and someone who truly believes in what they do and in sharing that with with your audience. Okay, here's a question for you, because it seems like so many professionals, entrepreneurs, what have you, they're all writing books. So how do you make it different to stand out as an expert if it seems like everybody else is writing a book as well? And everyone is, you know, the perception is that everyone is writing a book. Not everyone is writing a book, but the people who genuinely care about not only their existing client base, but the clients they can't see. Those are the people who have a lot of passion for what they do. 
And their passion is unique to them. It's very specific to who they are and how they bring themselves to their business. So there will be abundant money coaches, right? A quick Google search will probably yield thousands of you. But what sets you apart is the way you connect with people, what exactly you bring to them. What do you bring to the table in your business? That's exactly what you would bring to the table in your book. And by and large, the content of the book is very important. And the framework of the book, for example, what exactly you're covering is very important. But what really matters and what people remember most is you and your persona, your brand, your human voice on the page. That's the thing that keeps them turning pages, engaging with you, feeling connected to you, feeling heard, feeling understood, and gaining clarity from your insight. And that's what sets you apart from everyone else. Yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. And yet, just a little bit of background for my listeners. I'm only halfway through the process. So I tend to have a little bit of fear and trepidation behind my questions here because mm-hmm. I understand what Jenna's saying logically, but it musters up a little bit of emotion in me. I'm not going to lie. And I'll share that with you because I feel like, oh, this is a huge thing to do. Like if you're considering writing a book, I absolutely encourage you to do it. But I also want to be honest about the process. And it is a, I don't regret it. I love it. I'm actually like really enjoying the process, but it also makes you look deeper within yourself. And for sure, like you're writing something that's very personal and it will be going on the market eventually. So anybody who comes across a book, whether they buy it, borrow it, steal it, whatever, there's a piece of you that's going to be out there and it's going to be out of your control. Knowing that, that I've just spewed out my feelings there, what would you say to, (laughs) and I know like the reason I share these things is because I know I'm not the only one who feels it. I'm just going to, you know, put that out there. So I want other people to know that this is completely relatable and it's to be expected. So what do you say to authors who are feeling this? Writing is definitely vulnerable. And it's not necessarily that you're hazarding your true self on the page. You're not necessarily displaying all of your warts in order to prove a point or in order to illustrate your teachings. There's a level of professionalism you can maintain when you are an entrepreneur writing a business book. And also bearing in mind, it isn't really about you. Actually, I find helps people move past the selfhood and the fear of hazarding the self on the page and into a layer of benevolence And there are so many studies that have shown that when we are in gift mode, for example, when we are giving to others, when we're doing works of of charity or participating in acts of kindness, our dopamine levels rise. It makes us feel good. And so what I like to tell my authors is, yes, it is you on the page to a degree. It's professional you. It's no different from who you would be in private with one client. You're just putting it on paper. That's the vulnerable part because you you see it and it's more permanent, more lasting than just having a conversation. But what helps you get through that vulnerability and that fear is recognizing that you're doing this because you're going to be meaningful. You're going to give clarity. You're going to help others with what it is you can bring to them. When I think about all of the books I've read in my life that have been so meaningful to me and and not to sound dramatic, but that have changed my life, I'm immensely grateful. And so I like to tell my authors, put yourself in that position. You're actually paying it forward by writing this book. You're giving other people the opportunity to feel how you feel about all the books that you've read. There's a real level of comfort in writing from that place of 
generosity and, and giving that takes the nervousness out of the process or can take the nervousness away. Yes. And the nervousness definitely comes and goes. And I would say the nervousness is actually 5% of the process when you think about it. Mm-hmm. I want to move on to the service that you offer because that is something that's super important. And I really want people to understand what it is you offer and why it's important to use a book editor. Yeah, so there's a there's a surgeon, a physician and a surgeon named Atul Gawande. He's written a number of books and he's commonly featured in The New Yorker. And he wrote an article for The New Yorker called Personal Best that explores why more high-level performers like CEOs, surgeons, or writers don't employ or at least lean on someone who's not them or doesn't love them. So a writing coach or a trusted mentor, or even a fellow writer, why they don't use mentors or coaches more. Because the fact is when you're writing alone, when you're toiling in this vulnerable state alone, the likelihood of faltering or quitting is radically higher when no one sees you quit, no one cares if you quit, and you're not accountable to anyone except yourself. And it's very easy to say, you know what, this isn't the right time. I'm very busy. I'm just going to shelve this for now. When you have someone by your side who is invested in your success, and not just the actual act of writing, but like the successful act so that you feel you have achieved something important for your own self. When you have someone there by you who gets to know you, gets to know your challenges and where they can nudge you, where they can support you, where they can hold you up. It makes an enormous difference. When we know we're being seen, when we know we're accountable, we tend to strive, you know, like when you have a workout buddy, it's just that much easier to get to your workout as opposed to going out for a run by yourself, unless you're uniquely self-motivated. And even then the the most self-motivated person really does benefit from having someone who can support them along the way. I will also say writing a book is challenging logistically, right? Melissa, you've noticed that there are many different balls that need to be juggled at the same time. And when you have someone who can take that part over for you so that you can focus on the writing and also so you don't have to map out your own strategy. There's someone there who can say, do this, then do that, then do that. And then because we spend all day making decisions and most of us are exhausted, right? decision fatigue. I know for me, when someone bosses me around like that, I'm so relieved. I love it. (laughs) Boss me around forever. Yeah. Tell me what to do. Right. I love that. So if you can bring someone on board who knows what you want to achieve and helps you achieve it by saying, I've handled this, I've handled that. Here's how you have to do it. Here's your schedule. You're supposed to do this today and that tomorrow. Read this and deliver me that boom, it's so much easier than trying to foresee writing a 240 to 320 page manuscript by yourself. Exactly. And I would love for you to talk about this new program that you developed. This was this came in after I started working with you. But if you could share with people, I think it's fantastic, a four month, follow this program in four months, and you'll have a book written. Can you please tell the listeners about this? Absolutely. So we, up until this point, have supported writers working on long-form book projects on a very elastic, customizable basis. But what I started to see over the years was it would really 
help people again, to have a framework around the process, further removing that ambiguity. So after lots and lots of R&D, I determined that four months was a, a reasonable period of time that was both motivating and also tenable for a busy person. I built the program so that you can write your full first complete draft with mentor support, with a customizable personal calendar, which keeps you on a schedule, lessons that take you through the actual construction of the draft. So play by play, do it this way. Here's why. Here are some strategies. Let's talk about this. You should do it this way, but let's look at this here, et cetera, et cetera. And so between the lessons and the resources and the mentor who's there for you 24-7 in essence, but also for weekly meetings to touch base, to go over your chapters, to listen to your difficulties and offer strategies and suggestions. Between all of that, it really is a matter of putting your nose to the page about an hour a day, five days a week. And so I say like, listen, this is a fundamentally valuable way to grow your business. You gain an enormous amount of respect. You open up abundant new income streams. You have a really beautiful opportunity to influence change with not just your existing client base, but with people the world over. Get it done inside of four months. Get it done with support. And then when you're done, you have a draft. And from that draft, it's a very easy editing process. And then you start looking at publication options. And again, this is really to take the ambiguity out of the process so that there's a very firm architecture around what could be a fairly amorphous process. And I have to say, like, through the time that I've been working with you, it's been absolutely invaluable because you keep me motivated. You hold me accountable. I have to get this stuff done. I know that I have somebody waiting on my work and somebody who's there to encourage me because when it gets hard and believe me, there's times where it's hard and you feel like, I don't think I can spit out another word, just a conversation with you. And I feel like I'm readjusted and back on track and I can continue on. So that that guidance is invaluable. And just another note is I had I was listening to a podcast last night where a very popular author was talking about how she had a publishing deal, but she was not working with a book editor at the time. So she started writing a book and she had no idea she'd never done this before. So a publisher had signed her, you know, she had an offer, but she didn't have the support. And three months into the process, she had to hand in her first draft and the publisher said, listen, this is not what we signed up for. This is like garbage. So of course, she was mortified. But then she started working with a book editor. And she said it just completely transformed the process. She got a lot clearer on the book and the direction she wanted to go on. And I totally resonated with that story, not the publishing part of it, because... I don't have a deal, but you know, just the whole yes. process, yes. <laughs> yeah, but just the whole process. I'm like, yes, absolutely. I'm so glad that I didn't even start this on my own because mm-hmm. I guarantee you I never would have finished it. I really appreciated that. But going into the last part of what you said, when you're talking about the publishing options, I really want you to settle something because you hear out there all the time, do I self publish or do I try to get a book deal? What are your thoughts on that? So there are three, there are three arms of publishing. Actually, there's the traditional publisher. We call them the big five, right? The the powerhouses. And then there are independent and university presses. And then there's the self publishing. So all three of them have intrinsic value and they all come with positives and negatives. So to break it down a little bit, if you have a book that you know will be marketable, 
that is relevant and timely, and that's well written. So you've taken it all through the editing process. You've, you know, had beta readers. You've worked with your coach or your mentor, your editor. The draft is sharp and ready to go. And you have the fortitude to hunker down and approach either a literary agent or directly go to the publisher and then play the waiting game meaning from the time you get accepted to the time the book is sold to the time it actually hit the shelves. It could be upwards of two years or more. So if you have that kind of patience, because you want to be published by one of the major well-known publishing houses, then those are a good way to go. If you want to be able to have more creative control and work closely with the publisher. Yes, of course, you're not going to earn as much money if the book is sold, but an independent or a university house very often will have a much more hands-on approach with their authors because they are smaller, because their budgets are lower, but they can also really work with you to make sure you are putting the book you want into the world. So just to back up a little bit, one of the major publishing houses, if you were accepted by them, they design the book cover. They get your blurbs. If anything, they do the promotion and they market it in the way that they feel is best. So really, you don't factor into that at all. Whereas with an independent or a university press, you really do have quite a lot of say. Lastly, is self-publishing. Self-publishing has become much more honorable, much more of a, a valuable possibility for lots of authors because you maintain all the creative control. You know what the book looks like, how it sounds. You get to pick the font. You get to pick the size. You get to earn more money because you're not busy paying for a giant machine. Now, you do have to lay out money with self-publishing and pay for the initial print run and whatever other costs there will be, as opposed to with a major publishing house or an independent or university press, you don't lay out any money at all. But with self-publishing, you can earn more. So you may get your money back or even continue to earn over the years. You also don't have to wait very long. You could potentially have your book on shelves and in people's hands within a couple of months. So there are positives and negatives to all three of them. I'm always happy to talk to authors about their specific circumstances and what their priorities are, as well as the project in question. And then we can talk through what would work best for them. Interesting. Okay, so Jenna, I'm curious if somebody was, you know, if we have a listener or anybody who's who's heard of you wants to work with you, how would they approach you and walk me through the process? I'm always happy to talk with writers or people who don't consider themselves writers, but who want to embark on this important work. You know, you don't have to be a writer to connect with us. We work with plenty of emerging writers who have a vision and would like to learn basically from the ground up and be guided through that process to varying degrees. Sometimes people say, listen, I, I have an idea, but I don't know how to make it work and I don't want to make it work. Can you write it for me? Sure, we'll take care of it. But more often than not, people do want to have that creative control. They want to have agency and they enjoy learning about the process while they're actually doing it. So we walk you through the process. We get you generating pages and then you can see how you bring yourself to the page. And from there, we can help you shape those pages to move forward, whether it's for a blog or any kind of business work you're doing or for this book. So contacting us is the first step. We have a conversation, talk about your goals, talk about how we can support you. And then I have an incredible team of women who are all have a master's of fine arts or a PhD and many, many years of coaching and editing experience. And I very specifically look for people who are able to handle the writer's selfhood in terms of the process and making sure that they are strong and comfortable and 
that they are there for those specific challenges of the self, but also who are skilled editors. So we can pay attention to the manuscript as it develops. And then we go from there. And some people are ready to launch into this four-month program. And I say, like, let's get her done. If along the way, we need to elongate the program by a week because you needed to take some time off, or if you're a true go-getter and are able to allocate more time, we can shrink the program. It's a bit adaptable that way. Or perhaps you want a truly customizable approach so that you have a writing coach, a mentor, an editor there for you in the ways that you need and on your schedule. So we have those two strands of support that we offer. That's amazing. And I can attest to that. It's absolutely fantastic support. Now, I'm curious to know your opinion. What do you think makes a good business book? That's an excellent question. I would say a business book that straddles a line between being highly informative and applicable hands-on applicable with actionable strategies that the reader can put into motion right away. That's a very useful book, but also one that is heart-centric. So for me as a creative person, when I read business books, what I really respond to is the human voice. I respond to humor. I respond to kind of a hazarding of the self insofar as the writer sounds like a person, not a business machine. So I feel that those two components braided together are what creates a a truly valuable reading experience and also one that you want to keep on your shelf and not loan to a friend because they never give it back, right? (laughs) Those are the ones we come back to that give us something new each time we read them, whether it's that personal connection or it's the applicable advice. Love it. Now, What is like the most valuable tip that you would like a listener to take away with today? That's such a good question. A lot of times people are afraid to see what they are like in writing. And I think a lot of business owners, despite writing blogs, despite writing contracts, despite the millions of emails, a book is different. And like you said, Melissa, it's it's vulnerable in a different way. And so I would like for people to know that You can write and explore what it is to write your way into a beautiful opportunity to help others, a distillation of your business. But I would like for you to also have a different expectation for it than you have for a published book. Very commonly, people get frustrated right away and they start to feel less competent because their first time writing something is not the glorious publishable tome that they expect it to be. And so I always tell people, the first time you write anything, you're getting your thoughts out from the swirling sea of your head onto some linear format on the page. Naturally, it's not going to be perfect or publishable. So give yourself a break. Writing is a process and we need to allow it to evolve in order to create an atmosphere of competence and of helpfulness to someone else. And I'm so glad you said that because I'm going to share this information. A little fun fact is the first draft that I wrote is completely different than like it was a completely different book than what we ended up with. Hey, Jenna? Yeah, but you needed to write that first draft in order to get your thoughts out and to get to know your own mind on the subject. Yeah. I started using renovation or interior design analogies. Oftentimes when people want to redesign a space and they start looking at magazines or those Pinterest boards, 
it's very easy to decide what you like based on what you don't like or what you see wouldn't work in the space. Well, that wouldn't work. Ah, okay. So now I see what wouldn't work. I can see what would work. And I think you needed to write that first draft twofold. Firstly, to get your ideas down. And secondly, to see what your mind is driving at. If you hadn't written that first draft, you would not be at such a clean and lean second draft, which is where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I agree completely. It would be tangled, a tangled mess. And and that's normal. And most professional writers see multiple drafts because again, with each subsequent draft, you're able to refine your ideas that much more fully. But that first draft, some people call it a brain dump for a reason. It has to all just come out and then you can start to make strategic decisions based on what's there. Well, Jenna, I'm absolutely thrilled that you came on this show. I'm so glad that we had a chance to talk and share your wealth of information with everyone. If somebody wants to reach out and contact you, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, this has been super fun. And I always love talking to you, Melissa. I would be so happy to talk to any of your listeners. So of course, contact me at onelitplace.com. O-N-E-L-I-T-P-L-A-C-E.com. And you can fill out a form on the site or use the email address or use my phone number. I'm always available. And I do love to, to talk to people about their work. Awesome. And all her contact information will be in the show notes if you're driving or whatever and you can't write anything down. You can definitely look it up in the show notes. Or you can look into the distance for a lighting store. <laughs> To help people embark on the process of writing a book, you know, you may not be ready to leap in with both feet to the four-month program or even to a coaching or mentorship relationship. And so I have created a business book planning worksheet that's available for download on my website. And what it does is provide you with a comprehensive opportunity to tease out the earliest ideas of what your book would be about, how you would wrap your head around some of the topics that you would include. It even walks you through the early stages of creating your outline, which is the spine of the project. And really, I designed this worksheet to give entrepreneurs the opportunity to see your ideas laid out on the page so you can start to feel powerful about the idea of writing a book. And then you can realize once you see it laid out in point form, how really at that point it is about connecting the dots. From there, of course, you may wish to move into the program because at that point, having the specific support of the program and the mentor really do make the process far easier. Or you can continue to work on your own and then naturally at any point we're available to to step in or answer questions. That is awesome. And for the listeners, I will make sure that link is included in the show notes as well. Thank you. I can't thank you enough for coming on this show today and sharing all your wealth of information. I love it. I love working with you and you inspire me over and over again. And it really is a very, on my side, I know it's hard for you, but on my side, it really is a very beautiful process, almost like watching someone grow into themselves, seeing you evolve as a writer, as the thinker, and being able to parlay what it is you do and love every day being able to bring that into a book so that you're going to be able to help so many more people. And I really feel that women entrepreneurs in particular will derive a tremendous amount of clarity and an opportunity to arrest their financial situations with this book. So I'm really excited about it. Oh, thank you. See, this is why I love working with this woman. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the Think Like a CFO podcast with Melissa Houston, CPA. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. Until next time, I'm Melissa Houston. And remember, nobody will ever care about your business as much as you do. So never give your financial power away.